You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Joined by my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson, and we have a very special guest on, Divine Diablo. Virginia Tech safety is on the show to discuss his pre-draft process, the Senior Bowl, and all the craziness of the 2020 season. Uh, man, what's up, Divine? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We are hanging in there. I know Cole's doing good. Uh, we are we're excited to have you on talking about um, a lot of things, your career at Virginia Tech, your recruiting process, the pre-draft process. But, man, we wanted to start with the Senior Bowl because that is fresh in your mind, I'm sure. just ended last week. You're probably just getting back settled in. How was that whole experience for you, man? I know it's a hectic week for, for you guys down in Mobile, but how was that whole experience for you? It's probably – Probably was a little bit different this year. I know this is your first time attending it, but I've been the last three or four years. It's always a crazy, hectic experience, but it might have been a little bit less crazy this year with not as many people there. Well, um, like you said, it was very hectic, but it was an amazing experience. Um, I am still grateful for the senior bowl for sending that invitation to me, so thank you to them. Um, I was just grateful grateful for the opportunity, um, especially with the NFL combine being canceled this year. So the Senior Bowl had a lot of eyes on it this year, and I just wanted to take advantage of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and Jim Jim Nagy always does a does a fantastic job of sending out the invites and and making sure that the the game is filled with tons of talent. And obviously, there was a ton of talent in Mobile this year. Um, I know the the like I said the craziness of that is always hectic. Uh, what was the craziest part about that experience for you? Was it the just process of getting there and getting checked in? Was it all the meetings that you had? Like, was there one thing that really stood out in the back of your mind where you're like, man, this week was just nuts, and this is why? Well, a few things actually uh, come to mind. The COVID protocol protocols um, they were very careful with that. We quarantined as soon as we got there for 24 hours. So that was different for me. And then after that, um, when practice started and meetings started, we didn't have much time throughout the day to just relax. So that right. the schedule was um, a lot. And it was it reminded me a lot of fall camp um, in college. So I just had to get used to that again. Um, outside of that, though, everybody was nice. It was a nice and... Everybody's really organized, so it went by smoothly. Were you guys still at the uh, the hotel there in downtown Mobile? Is that where you guys stayed at this year? Yes, we did. Uh, same hotel. 
So, so the crazy part about that is, is normally when all the media is there, and I'm sure the media was probably cut in half this year because of COVID, but I would hate to be a player playing in that game because you're in meetings with teams, you're practicing, you're visiting with agents, and then you just got a bunch of us, you know, us trying to annoy you guys, ask you questions, talk to you, and it's just, it's a hectic situation. So it's probably a little less hectic this year. Um, but how was the, from a player perspective, was the media as annoying as they can be this year? Was it was it fine? Uh, to be honest with you, I think they did a good job of um, not having the media around. <laughs> the only time I spoke with the media personally, <laughs> the only time I spoke with them personally was after practice one day and then that's right. like that was the only time I've seen the media so um, yeah they definitely kept them away this year you get you got lucky there because like I said normally it's a it's a it is a crapshoot with players meeting with teams walking out of meeting rooms and I'm trying to grab you and Cole's trying to grab you and it's just like give us a break so hopefully you guys did get a little bit of a break this year but I think Cole wanted to Hit, hit the next in the senior bowl. Oh, I think Cole froze, but that's all right. So, so I was curious, um, you know, you faced a ton of good talent in Mobile. Um, you probably faced, you know, just as good a talent as Mobile as you faced all year at Virginia Tech. Was there a certain player that you went up against uh, in the senior bowl practices or even the game that really stood out as a tough matchup for you? Actually, a few players that come to mind. Um, Najee Harris, he didn't play in the game, and he barely practiced. But one day in the walkthrough, I just seen a glimpse of how fast he was. So I would definitely say him. Um, Hunter Long, tight end from Boston College. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a ma- I had a matchup against him during the season as well. He's a very good tight end, and he will be successful in the league. And Felton from UCLA is another good one, a uh, slot receiver very shifty and fast. Awesome. And is, is there any point like in that week that kind of just highlights that week for you, whether it was a, it could, you know, I'm sure it was a high, but it could have been, you know, something that you, you had a bad rep that you really learned from, but is there any, any point in that week that you really, uh, you really stood out to you and you're going to remember for a while? Well, to be honest with you, um, during that week, I didn't play the normal free safety position that I was used to playing. Um, they had me play the strong safety and also moved me into the linebacker for uh, some practice reps and game reps. But, um, that was just a totally new experience. I was grateful to get the chance to learn that as well so I could. I feel like I could show how valuable I can be to a team. So... Um, I want to thank the Dolphins uh, and their whole coaching staff for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, um, not. I was going to say your your versatility is something that pops off the tape at Virginia Tech, and the Dolphins are known for using these versatile defensive backs. You know, they obviously have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, uh, really versatile safeties on the back end. They can play multiple roles. I mean, the Dolphins would probably be a great fit for you, but how important was it for you to go to, you know, not saying that the Panthers wouldn't, but the way that Brian Flores runs that defense, it really gives guys with your ability and your versatility, you know, a, a point to stand out to scouts and coaches that are that are watching and looking for that. Uh, that was very important to me personally. I feel like 
a lot of people outside of Virginia Tech and the ACC don't know what I'm capable of, and even them still, um, a lot of people, I don't want to say they underestimate me, but I feel like I can, they feel like I can't do certain things, and I just want to prove them wrong. For sure, for sure. And that's that's a great week for that. I mean, like I said, your your versatility playing as a free safety, strong safety, you know, the ability to probably step down and play in the box, play single high, two high, you know, you do so many things for that Virginia Tech defense. And it was, it was really kind of cool to watch all the practices and see the different roles that you played in in practices and the game. Yes, sir. Um, this, I'm big on learning multiple positions I like being the quarterback of defense just knowing what everybody does so I can tell my teammates what they need to do if they don't know also so the coaches can put me in a position if they don't have that position like you said we've been versatile so I can be more valuable for a team yeah um uh, speaking of your position versatility um I believe you played wide receiver um coming out of high school um how is that? First of all, how, how did your recruiting process go? Um, and then second of all, how much of an advantage is it that you had that wide receiver background um, now that you're playing defensive back? Uh, my recruiting process went pretty smoothly, actually. Um, my sophomore year in high school, my first offer came. It was uh, Clemson. And as a receiver, of course, and after that, my everybody, like all schools, just started hitting me up: Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, UVA, Virginia Tech. My top two schools toward the end ended up being the Tar Heels and Virginia Tech. Okay. And I went to Beamer's, Coach Beamer's last home game, and it was against the Tar Heels. Actually, the Tar Heels were ranked. Uh, I think they went yeah. to the ACC championship that year. And Tech wasn't that good. Well, they were an average team. They were like five of them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to that game. Um, I was really high on the Tar Heels at the time. Mm-hmm. During the game, um, the game went to overtime. So I saw this 5-5 five and five team put up a huge <laughs> fight. They ended up losing, but they put up a huge fight against a really yeah. good Tar Heels team, and I, I found myself cheering for Virginia Tech. So that's kind of part of the reason why I ended up yeah. going there, because I found myself cheering for them, and I'm a big underdog. So I like that underdog mentality. And, yeah, I just wanted to build the school back up. So, that's part so of you, said, yeah, you said Clemson was your first offer? Yes, Clemson was my first offer. It's a pretty big first offer, you know. seems like a lot of a lot of kids, you know, get a smaller school. What what was it like to see that Clemson was your first scholarship offer? Was is that like more meaningful? Like, what was that like? It was it was huge for me personally, because um, mm-hmm. I didn't know like expectations coming out of went to say North Carolina. As long as you got to yeah. any college, really, um, <laughs> that was a big deal. So for Clemson being my first offer, it was huge to me. I only got it because um, I forgot the coach's name. He was a D-line coach, but he was there for somebody else in that particular game. His name is Sato. He plays for the New Orleans Saints now. 
But yeah. during that game, I caught a touchdown, but that's not really what he was looking for. I was blocking all the way downfield, <laughs> and I was just hustling for the ball whenever I didn't get yeah. the ball. So I think that caught his eye. Mm-hmm. And they had me down to Clemson for like two straight weeks. And the second week, they ended up offering me. They felt, they felt like I was a good person. And mm-hmm. they offered me, and it was huge for me and my dad personally. I think my dad might have shed a tear because uh, they worked <laughs> so hard for that. So it was amazing. So. Did uh getting yeah. out of I mean I know I know Clemson is Clemson is in South Carolina but did getting a little bit further away from home maybe make go into making a decision in that recruiting process for you? Uh yes for sure. Um, I kind of wanted to get away from home. I didn't want to be too close. I didn't want to be too far either. So like for example, Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is in my backyard, five minutes away. I didn't really want right. to go there because of that reason. Um, so I wanted to venture out a little bit at least, and I feel like I also did, speaking of South Carolina, um, they were in the top five as well towards the end of my recruitment process. But, yeah, I just wanted to venture out a little bit. Awesome. Speaking of yeah, – So, yeah, speaking of Wake Forest, um, were, you, were the games against them um, – I know you played them a couple times um, – more personal or meaningful – or did you just treat it like any other game? Um, so, all right, 2019. We played them in 2019 and 2020. I got lucky in 2020 because we actually got to play them back and we went to seven. But, uh, yeah, it was more meaningful <laughs> to me. I was trying to, my best to make a big play. Um, 2019, I feel like I had a better game against them. Uh, 2020 didn't go the way we wanted to, but uh, it was still a nice playing back at home in front of um, people I played around when I was young. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, I, I live in Richmond, Virginia, so I'm not super far from Blacksburg. Um, what, you know, when you, you, have you spent any time, did you ever do any traveling to Richmond or when you traveled, was it going back home to Winston-Salem? I've actually never been to Richmond. No, so, so the reason I ask you is because, you know, that Roanoke, Blacksburg area, there's a lot of good places to eat down there. Did you have any special, you know, was it, did you have a favorite spot to go to after or before a game? Do you have any sort of, you know, hangout spots that you like to hit while you were in Blacksburg? Before a game, I usually go to Kabuki Japanese Steakhouse. Um, I'm a big oh, fan yeah. of Japanese Steakhouses, so Kabuki was my usually go to. Um, I think it's called the Farm House. Um, that place is pretty good, too. It's a little more expensive so i didn't go there too often all right i gotta you you ate you said you ate at the japanese steakhouse before a football game (laughs) yes the day before we left okay the day before okay that's different Uh, i was gonna say if you if you just crushed a japanese steakhouse a few hours before a football (laughs) game that is absolutely (laughs) crazy so (laughs) Oh, man, yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I, I did want to dive into the, the career at Virginia Tech. Obviously, you had a great career there. You have a ton of experience, like I said, playing multiple roles, different positions, you know, multiple responsibilities. Um, the, the big thing that, you know, Cole mentioned the transition from wide receiver to defensive back. That happened after your freshman year at Virginia Tech. How, like, 
playing corner now, do you kind of look back on that and go, man, like this has helped me so much throughout my development at the cornerback spot to be able to just anticipate routes, see the ways receivers are running their, you know, the, the nuance throughout routes and being able to see how they're kind of setting you up and going, yeah, I, I've seen that done before because I used to do it and just be able to read and react maybe a tick quicker because it's something that you used to do as a receiver. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, speaking of the switch, it happened back in 2017, like you said, after my freshman year. Coach Fuentes just called me in his office, and he said, based off the special team play, he was really talking about kickoff coverage. Um, we think you should move, make the move defense. And I took his advice. It was rough for me at first, I'll admit. But, yes, like you said, um, playing receiver definitely helped me out a little bit, just knowing the concepts. And I feel like it definitely helped me out. It helped me out more just like getting to know the quarterback. Because I used to play quarterback too a long time ago. But um, just I like to know how they think. So I feel like I'm a smart football player. I do a lot of film study. So over time, um, I think I got a lot better at just getting a feel for what the offense is going to do next. And I think. Um, Bud Foster and Coach Hamilton helped me with that a lot. Be honest with you guys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I'm just curious for, for the folks listening who, you know, might not have the all 22 of the Virginia Tech defense. Can you kind of break down a little bit? I don't want you to give away too much, but can you kind of break down your responsibilities and coverage, um, the different you know, schemes that you guys have played on the back end, just because I know a lot of a lot of people listening will, will want to know, like, oh, does he fit our scheme? Is he going to fit what we run on the back end? Can you talk about maybe some of the different things that you guys did at Tech that will be able to help you when you get into the league? Yeah, we had a 4 2 5 defense mainly. So that's four linemen, two linebackers, and five DBs. Uh, my main responsibility um, for two years, my first two years at that position, was just sticking the slot receiver. Um, we called it quarters, but majority right. of the time I had a man to man. Uh, it was like 10 yards, well, past five yards, I had a man to man. Right. Majority of my first two years, I was sticking them man to man. When Coach Hamilton came into the picture of, we played more zone coverages, um, like cover three, cover five, cover three when I'm buzzing into the box uh, in between linebackers. Also, when I'm cover five, when I'm going to the post to stand deep, um, I've also been in that nickel position where I'm right, right beside the linebacker, basically. That's our, that's our extra linebacker who also plays DB, but I'm fitting in the holes. B got was using my responsibility, but depending on what the call was, I could be blitzing. Um, we also had this blitz where all the linemen would be going to the outside gaps. So the hands would have contained. The tackles would go to B-gaps. Um, the Mike linebacker would choose either A-gap, and then I'm reading the linebacker off what he does. So whatever gap he doesn't choose, I'll go to the opposite one. 
and try to make the play because usually I'm the open guy. But just small things like that. We play uh, different types of Tampa. We play Tampa where I'm the deep half. We play where I'm carrying number two, the slot receiver. And we could also play where I'm in the flat. So uh, I think we did a good job of playing a little bit of everything, to be honest. Yeah. Um, thank you for breaking down the scheme and all your responsibilities and everything. Um, when you transition from wide receiver to defensive back, I know like Virginia Tech's one of those programs that just has a strong history at that position, you know, at the Fullers. Um, really, when you think of Virginia Tech, at least me personally, I think of Michael Vick and I think of defensive back play. So when you were when you made that transition to the defensive side of the ball, um, did you have a chip on your shoulder to kind of prove that you fit in and you belong um, at that standard? Um, and uh, kind of along the same lines of you, uh, what's your relationship like, you know, with, with Caleb Farley, with the uh, really good Virginia Tech defensive backs that have come, gone through the program in years? Um, can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, switching to DV, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. Um, like if you walk through Virginia Tech football facility, all you see is DBs on the wall. So yeah. I feel like I had to step up to the plate in a way. And um, so every year my goal was just to improve, get better um, every single day. And over time, I felt like I did that. It was definitely really rough, especially being an offensive player most of my life. Uh, I feel like I got it done. And Caleb Farley, he, he helped me out a lot with that as well. Um, I, I watched him. He was an offensive player, too. And we're both in North Carolina. So seeing him make that switch as well motivated me to be even better. And he's supposed to be, like, first-round draft pick this year. So that's a, that's another reason why I had a chip on myself this past season. Yeah. Um, I love Caleb Farley. You know, that's my brother. Um, we don't hang out too much outside of football, but he knows if he ever needs anything. He doesn't even have to hesitate to hit me up, and I feel like I could do the same with him. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other DBs, I look up to Chuck Clark. Uh, he's with the Ravens now. It's Roy Emmons. I, I look up to both of them guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to play. Oh, I played with Chuck, but I was still a receiver there. But I did play with Terrell Emmons while he was on defense, and I I was a safety. Uh, that was in 2017, the year before he left. But, uh Mm. Uh, the way he approached film and workouts and football and everything, he actually helped me become a better safety because I watched him just be in the film room, live in the film room. And I felt like um, that's what I needed to do to get better and actually helped me out a lot. So I wanted to thank him too. Yeah. So, like an iron Yeah. Um, Chuck and Terrell are the main guys I admire yeah. while I was there, anyways. Cam Chancellor is a guy I look up to for a because um, he's a guy my size. They probably doubted him as well. Uh, going into the league, just um, doubting his skill set or what he what he can and can't do. But um, he proved that he could play at an elite level, really. And mm-hmm. only interacted with him a few times on social media. Uh, yeah, yeah, through uh, Twitter. He actually followed me, and that was a, that was a big deal for me. I was telling all, yeah. all my friends. Yeah. And family was uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, that was... Uh-huh. Okay. I'm I'm curious. Uh, just you know, I want to start kind of the the process of getting into like where your pre-draft, you know, pre- workout, pre-draft training. Where are you currently training at right now? 
uh, House of Athletes down in Western Florida. Okay, cool. And, and I mean, I'm sure right now you're probably just getting started because they probably didn't have you working too much on, you know, 40 stuff and, and long jump and vertical jumps because you were getting ready for the senior bowl. But what, what's your kind of like plan going forward over these next few weeks to get ready for pro days and anything else that's going to pop out over this pre-draft process? Um, just, you know, um, getting ready for the pro day. Um, my main focus was probably my 40, 40 time. That's why I came down here to focus on. Obviously, I want to test well on everything else, but my 40 time is just uh, the DB drill, to be honest with you. Um, just working on my how, my smooth transitions and my hips is, is my main focus right now. Yeah, well, when, any, when, um, no, go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, when you, like when I watch your tape, I see a guy who plays super explosive from – from the back end, you know, you see you explode forward, come forward downhill, you take good angles, you're, you know, a really consistent tackler. Um, is that, I mean, again, it's something like you said, you, you feel like probably the 40 times the most important, but I feel like you're an explode, pretty an explosive athlete. Um, so you should probably test well in a lot of these other metrics. Um, do you, I know you have probably have goals set for, you know, what you want to run your 40 in and all that. And I know a lot of guys, you know, really want to share that stuff but outside of the testing is there anything else like technique wise that you're trying to improve on over these next few months before the draft uh yeah i actually want to be able to open my hips at a i don't know lack of better terms um like i said smooth transitions i want to more fluid open my hips i think that's the thing coaches, scouts want to see the most. Right. Um, see if I can play that deep zone role. Um, so I just got to show I can move like a like not I want to call them lightweight, but lighter than me. Right. Gotcha. So, um, what what do you think your uh, your biggest selling point is to teams through this pre-draft process? Uh, whether it be your versatility, um, your Physicality. You you mentioned your uh, thing in high school. You're playing high school and you're blocking the guy all the way down the field. Um, your special teams um, value. What, what do you think is your biggest selling point? Um, other than you know um, drills, speed, all of that. What, what do you think um, is your best attribute? Um, the teams are going to fall in love with until until April. I think my versatility is the biggest thing on top of special teams. So like you said, yeah. versatility just yeah. playing multiple positions, um, being a quarterback of the defense, like I mentioned earlier. And then special teams, that's a big deal for me. Uh, the Beamer jersey, 25, I actually have the mm-hmm. record for how many times I wore it, so, which is five. Um, so you get the Beamer jersey um, based on mm-hmm. special teams play usually. Also, if you had yeah. a good game, but... You have to play special teams to get it. I was on all four special teams throughout my career at Virginia Tech, and I'm huge on special teams. I feel like it, it can change the momentum of the game, and it also has hidden yardage um, that most people don't see. So mm-hmm. let's say punt coverage does a good job, gets the ball inside the 20. I feel like the average watcher or average fan watching might not notice, but that's a big part of the game right there. Mm-hmm. And... I just love special teams for that reason. Uh, us um, being Dallas Cowboys fans, 
I was going to say, us being Dallas Cowboys fans, we've been waiting for like 15 years for value to be placed on special teams, but we're, yeah. we're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they brought in John Fossil last year, and the unit looked a lot better, but uh, we for the last three years, our whole argument is like, man, this offense has to go 75, at least 75 yards almost every drive. Like, can we can we just get some shortened fields for the guys? And it it, it rarely happens, but uh, we're, we're hoping yeah. that that's going to change here yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you love special teams is music to our ears. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's huge to me. But yeah, like I was saying, it's hard for the offense to go seventy yards. Uh, well, yeah, seventy-five yards every um, drive. So special teams will definitely help that out. And um, yeah, that's why I'm big on it. And also because of Coach Beamer and Quinte and like how much uh, effort they put on special teams. For sure. One thing I love when I watch your tape is is how active you are in the box, around the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. And I feel like that's something that DBs nowadays, like, lack. They don't have that, I call it that dog mentality, that it's like, yeah, you're not going to get to the the line of scrimmage. I'm going to hit you before you get to the line of scrimmage. Or when you come on blitzes, you come with, like, a an attitude and an aggression that really stands out on tape. Um, I, I've kind of, you know, when looking at your tape and talking to some some folks ar- around the league, you know, a lot of people kind of see you as possibly having a big role as kind of like that dime linebacker, um, something who can step up on third downs, use your speed and athleticism to, you know, blitz, to be used as a blitzer, to use to be used as covering the tight ends and running backs out of the backfield, just more of a guy who can play around the ball on, you know, money downs. Is that something that's been talked about with you often uh, throughout this draft process? Uh, yes, actually. I talked to all 32 teams while I was in Mobile, and most of them just told me what you just said, and I think it's a great idea. I love being around the ball. I love being that do that teams depend on to get to the ball and make a play before they even get to the line of scrimmage. I feel like I can be elite at that position, so I can see myself being in that role. For sure. And like I said, I mean, it's it's the blitzing. It's just the tackling behind the line of scrimmage. It, you look so confident when you're moving downhill towards the football. And I think that, like I said, especially on third downs or second at longs, getting you closer to that ball can can be uh, very effective for defenses. Um, and then, like I said, just that also versatility on first and second downs to be able to play that deep safety or a strong safety spot. Like the vers- versatility is huge for you. And I think you know that. And I think a lot of people watching you see that. But uh, definitely like you in those roles. Cole, do you? Uh, do you have anything before we get them into the fun stuff? Yeah, uh, well, kind of along the fun stuff, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, growing up in North Carolina, uh, were you a Panthers fan, or is there a team that you know you cheered for? You, I won't say that you hope to be drafted by or anything like that, but is there one team that you, you would like, you know, be that much more happy about, or is that? one team that you've always dreamed of wearing a uniform or something like that. Is it the Panthers or were you a fan of somebody else growing up? Um, I wouldn't say I wanted to be drafted by them because, like, like I said, <laughs> a lot, like, when we were talking about college, we ventured out. <laughs> I, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, I love the Panthers growing up. Um, Steve mm-hmm. Smith was my guy. Um, he was my favorite player on the team. <laughs> Cam Newton came in and yeah. made it 100 times better. Mm-hmm. Um, Stewart and running back. Just, just a few guys. Benjamin, while he was there for a short time, 
those plays that he yeah. did, man. Um, but yeah, the Panthers, I did. Right. <laughs> I yeah, never got you, to make man. it to the game till it's in tw- till twenty nineteen though. Really? And they so, weren't too good at that point. <laughs> so, so I'm just curious when you, when you figured out that you were going to be on the Dolphins roster, was there a little bit of a, a fake pen throw or? A, a little bit bummed <laughs> fist point when you could have been on the, 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 the Panthers roster for the Senior Bowl? What's crazy is I'm with the Sports Trust Agency, and we had, like, ten guys go down there for Senior Bowl, and I was, like, the only one on the dog. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a little, it was a little pin throw across the hey, room. I was like, damn, that's crazy. But I guess when you look at the big picture, you can also, you know, you can call, you can spin it as a positive because the Dolphins, you know, they kind of they kind of need the safety. They need that versatile guy. And, and probably, like I said, with Brian Flores, it's a great fit. You know, the Panthers just drafted Jeremy Chen last year, so maybe not as big as a need for them. So maybe that was something that the Jim Nagy looked at and went, man, he fits a lot better on this Dolphins roster for them to take a look at him and possibly draft him. So outside of football, training for football, getting ready for football, eating Japanese steakhouses before football, what do you what do you enjoy doing in your free time? <laughs> I'm a big video game guy. Um Madden and Call of Duty are my top two. Um trying to think. I love movies as well. Um, COVID kind of messed the movie theater up for me this year. But without COVID, I would be at the movies every week pretty much just checking out new movies no matter the genre. I like scary, action, funny, rom-coms, just, just all of the above, to be honest with you. I'm a big movie guy. Uh, to be honest with you, outside of that, I don't really do much. I'm, <laughs> all right, I, I got two questions. I got two questions off of that. So, how excited are you for the college football video game that's supposed to be yeah, coming out soon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, it's a bittersweet feeling because as soon as I leave, they come out with uh, the game again. I'm like, Dang, I, I saw. I saw so much of that today. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is my dream to be on the cover, play myself in a college, <laughs> you know, NCAA game, and the year I leave, it's it's over. With. My second question on it on your 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 hobbies outside of that is are you do you prefer just normal amc movie theaters are you a dine-in you know the the nice restaurant style movie theaters where you get your dinner and your movie all in one spot oh i actually might end up becoming that dine-in guy because i go to that type of movie theater but usually i just eat some nachos while I'm watching the movie. But I like that idea, so I might uh, put that, I might change up my uh, usual routine. Cinebistro is like the greatest thing ever created. <laughs> I agree. You got anything else? You a, um, I guess on topic of movies, are you a horror guy? Are you a comedy guy? Like, you, uh, chick flick like what's your kind of movie uh if you had to sit down and what's your what's your go-to if i had to sit down and watch a certain type of movie all day it would probably be uh, action movies like godzilla and kong yeah i can't yeah. wait for that to come out in the trailer I'm a big Marvel you, fan so those movies there are you go I was, I was i was gonna ask about marvel or 
DC or what you what you what you like oh, most, man. but I, I DC could do a little better in their movie. Yeah, I watched Wonder Woman, uh, the second one, this is the second one, and um, I wasn't disappointed, but I I expected a little more. It was dis- it was disappointing. It was just, disappointing. Just, we'll, we'll say it how it is. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen the little things yet, but right, with Denzel in it on HBO Max? I haven't, but uh, what is it about? I haven't seen that one. I, it's your it's your Denzel movie, you know. He's a a, a cop okay. trying to okay. trying to solve a case. You know, it, it's a good one. If you got time over the next few days or before you go to bed one night, t- turn it on. You, I think you'll like it. Sure, I definitely check it out. I have uh, HBO Max right here. Load it up. Cool, cool. Well, cool, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Cole. You got anything else before we get him out of here? No, I just want to pre- say thank you for, you know, taking the time out of your day. And, you know, everything's all hectic right now with an unusual draft process. So thank you for taking some time to talk with us, man. Of course. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Everybody, yeah. we were on Divine Diablo, Virginia Tech safety, really fun player in this draft class. He is physical. He's long. He's big. He's aggressive. He fits the mold as a, a really talented guy who could be drafted uh, really high in this draft class. Really like his tape. Really like his athleticism. Really liked his week at the Senior Bowl. So we're going to follow him throughout this process. Uh, can't wait to see what he tests like at his pro day. And we can't wait to follow him throughout this pre-draft process. Divine, thanks so much for coming on, man. Cole, thanks so much. Talking the draft. We'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We are Talking the Draft. <laughs>